instead of God-oriented that the world gets, the harder it is to preach the gospel. Right. Uh, there once was a time when you could put up a Christmas tree, but now we've got something politically correct where we say Merry Christmas. That's you can't wrong. even say that anymore. That's, that's right. But yet, that's why you got to stand for your business. When, you, when it's Christmas time, you say Merry Christmas, and you're still serving everybody. Right, you know, I think people got to respect everybody. Alright, my internet sucks. I'll let that load for a little bit. In the meantime, I was going to read you guys this thing here. What is divine mercy? What is this DV we keep talking about? I wonder. Indus Regina Celli, spelled like Caesar, but C-A-E-L-I. In his Regina Celli address on Divine Mercy Sunday, 2008, Pope Benedict XVI proclaimed that Divine Mercy is the central nucleus of the gospel message. It is the very name of God, the face with which he revealed himself in the old covenant and fully in Jesus Christ. The incarnation of creative and redemptive love. In short, divine mercy is God's love reaching out to meet the needs and overcome all the miseries of his creatures without any merit or deserving on their part. The Bible and the teachings of the church assure us of this. Divine mercy is a scripture. The words used for quote-unquote mercy in the Old Hebrew of the Old Testament and the Greek of the New Testament, Old Hebrew, New Greek, Left hand, Hebrew. Right hand, Greek. As well. Huh? Have a third hand? As well. As the Latin used by the church scholars who studied the Bible reveal many facets of divine mercy. In the Old Testament, left hand, there are two principal Hebrew words that we usually translate as, quote-unquote, mercy. First is the Hebrew word, hased. He said, 
H E S E D. First is the Hebrew word Hesed, which means steadfast love, or covenant love. A person who has the attribute of Hesed is someone who can always. Who, <laughs> sorry, is someone you can always count on, and who never lets you down. According to biblical scholar John L. Mackenzie, the word "hesed" is often used in connection with other words that bring out its meaning, such as "hesed." Dash, emet. Hasid, emet. Steadfast, dependable love. Hasid, emet. Hesed, sedaka, s e d e k a h. Hesed, sedaka, righteous, holy love. Hesed. Righteous, holy love. Hasid. Yeshua and rescuing, saving love. Has said, "Yes, you are." Y e s u r a rescuing, saving. Love.
in their country and in it. That's so, right. You, that's right. So that's yeah. why, you know, if business owners like yourselves and many others were to take back their nation and say, look, I respect you, but you got to respect what we believe. Mm. We, we uphold the name of Jesus. And the Bible says when we lift up the name of Jesus, we'll draw all men unto him. And Jesus is for everybody. Jesus died for, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish and have everlasting life. This is the message that everyone needs to hear. And if they don't like it, then what, well, why come to America? The only thing I would say is, is that there's such an underbelly of hatred in this country uh, where we would rather shoot somebody and kill them than... To his encyclical, Pope John Paul II wrote, Divis in misericordia, meaning rich in mercy. Divis, D-I-V-E-S, dives, dives, scuba, dives, dives in divine mercy, misericordia. Passion of the heart. Like Les Miserables. Remember that one? I love that one. Rich in mercy, Pope John Paul wrote to teach that said contains the meaning of faithfulness to oneself and faithfulness to one's promises and commitments to others. The Holy Father writes, When in the Old Testament, the word said is used of the Lord. This always occurs in connection with a covenant that God established with Israel. This covenant, on God's part, a gift and a grace for Israel. God had made a commitment to respect it. This divine said showed itself as what it was at the beginning. That is, as a love that gives. Love more powerful than betrayal. Grace stronger than sin. Salt shaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're too afraid. 
We're not afraid. We're not being the light. They don't they want to hide in their church homes. They don't have a comfortable Christianity. Sit on the pew, but not be fishers of men. And that's the problem. Oh, you know what? That's like when David stuck to be up. We grow up hearing the story of David and Goliath. But everybody has the faith of the Israelites, not of David. They were all running from Goliath. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of the bullets. We're not afraid of getting kicked out of here. We're not afraid of anybody. Because on earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. And all that dwell therein. Not to offend everybody. No. Of course, we, we're, we're, careful, we're careful not to offend God, but we're not so careful to offend man because, because the gospel is meant to save. We're not cruel with it. We're not arrogant with it. In a sense, all of Israel's relationship with God is an experience of His Hased love. Hased, dash, love. L-O-V-E Isaiah reassures the Israelites, saying, For the mountains may depart, and the hills be removed, but my mercy, in brackets, has said, But my mercy shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, saith the Lord, who has compassion on you. Isaiah 54, verse 10. As Mackenzie explains, the entire history of the dealing of Yahweh, 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 with Israel, can be summed up as Hesed. It is the dominating motive which appears in his deeds and the motive which gives unity and intellectability. Intelligibility. Intelligibility. The entire history of the dealing of Yahweh with Israel can be summed up as Hesed. It is the dominating motive which appears in his deeds and the motive which gives unity and intelligibility to all his dealings with men. It is Christ with a S forgiveness. You gotta put the S in there. 
Or who you getting from? I don't know. I know. It's white with black and it has a little dove on it. The second most common Hebrew word for God's mercy in the Old Testament is Ra Cha Mim R A C H A Cha 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 anyone? Rumba? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry. Old Testament is Ra Cha Mim. Mim's the word. Or mum, is it? Shh. Either way, I don't care. Shh. <laughs> Racha Mim, which refers to TLC. Tender, compassionate love. TCL, whatever. A love that springs from pity. Eh? Someone who has Racha Mim feels for the plight of another and is moved with compassion to help him. The term comes from the root rechem, which is R-E-C-E-M. Like regarding chemistry, yeah, like pheromones, oh yeah, fragrance, oh. The term comes from the root rechem, which means womb. Quote, unquote, W-O-M-B. Who is the womb of man? Thus, this kind of love has a special intimacy and a special concern for the sufferings of others. Racha Mim is often used with hesed, with the two words being Complimentary. Hesed is a steadfast, dependable, and righteous love. Wait, there's more. There's a comma. Hold on. Hold on. Like the love of one who is true to himself and his promises. Racha Mim describes a more tender, responsive, and compassionate love, like that of a mother responding to her child's needs. Awesome.
In the New Testament, the Greek word usually translated as quote unquote mercy is ilios, E L E O S, L. Eos. Hey, isn't there a crypto name that you think? Elios. Which can be also, which can also be translated, quote, loving, dash, kindness, unquote, or tender, compassion, unquote. Elios comes from a root meaning, quote, oil that is poured out. Able, able, period, unquote. Thus, when we sing a form of Elios in the Kyrie Eliaison during Mass, we are praying that the, div- the merciful love of God will be poured out upon us like holy oil from above. You see me sending you that picture, right? You see, hang on the roof, right? There's a picture of the lamb and it being poured out on you. I love it, don't you? Yeah, I love it. I sent you the picture. Okay. Or Instagram me, whatever. Javine. Everywhere I go, it's Javine. Currently, we're on Instagram, YouTube, and one more. Anchor and Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify gives you better stuff than Spotify. I'm sorry. Anchor is better than Spotify. You don't understand why? Keep reading. Whatever. Thus, when we sing a form of Elios in the Kyrie Eliaison during Mass, we are praying that the merciful love of God will be poured out upon us like holy oil from above. According to the fathers of the church, the church herself was born from the wounded side of Christ. When out of his heart there poured blood and water. Or watch the robe. That's the name of the movie. Two words. The robe. It's old. It's really good. You'll see what happened to the guy who pierced him. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you, it's good. Oldie but goodie. Golden oldies. This blood and water and water symbolizes all the graces of the sacraments of baptism and there's more. 
the Eucharist. See John 19:34. Elios then describes God's love poured out upon his people. In Latin, the primary word for mercy is misericordia, literally to have a, quote-unquote, heart filled with pity, period, unquote. Says Father George Kosiski, CSB, the great divine mercy evangelist, would often say that misericordia means uh, having a pain in your heart over someone else's pain and taking pain to relieve that pain. Let's let's see what painful streets are are happening right now. Let's go back to the streets and then we're done. And, it's, and, it, and, it, and yes, it is a risk. It's just like Chick Fil A puts up there. We're not open on Sunday. It's a risk. But now they're, they're, they're caving in to the left. They're caving in to people. Everybody wants to cave in. Well, when we they don't need to be open on Sunday. They do enough business Monday through yeah, Saturday. But, exactly, but they made a stance because they took that day of rest of the owners of the prison. Right, they and, should. And look at the blessings that God gave them. They should. But look at the blessings God gave them for taking a stance. You see? So that's what I'm saying that Christian business owners need to see it in God's eyes. Because when they stand before God, God's going to say, did you confess me before men, before men or were you ashamed of me? The Bible says, if you confess me before men, I will confess before my Father. But if you're ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you when I come in my Father's glory and the glory of the Holy Spirit. So the question of the church today is, are we ashamed of the Lord that bought us? Are we ashamed to mention his name? Are we ashamed of his gospel? Well, Paul the Apostle said, I'm not ashamed of God. Right? Are they ashamed or are they afraid? When you're afraid, whatever's not afraid is sin. So when you're when you're afraid to lift up the name of Jesus, that means you're bold to lift up the name of the enemy. I'm not going to give the enemy a platform and I can't give God the platform. I'd rather worship God. The Bible says God gives me the ability to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So not everyone's going to be. The Bible says not everyone. It says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of Lord, by your mercy we were created, and by your mercy we were created anew. Born again? Anew. Hello? One word. N? No. A. What? A. 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 A left. A. 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 Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. A. How many words? Oh, 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 one. Okay. How do you spell it? A N. Correct. I lost my place. Where was I reading? I don't know. Oh, a new. Got it. E W. Like you. Like E W E. Like a sheep? Or is that a goat? I don't know. You lamb. Got it. By your mercy, we were created. And by your mercy, we were created anew in your son's blood. It is your mercy that preserves us. Your mercy. May your son play death against death. Life. Sorry. Your mercy made your son 
play death against life and life against death on the wood of the cross. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to count the cross. Lord, your mercy is life-giving. It is the light in which both the upright and sinners discover your goodness. Your mercy shines forth in your saints in the height of heaven. If and if I turn to the earth, your mercy is, is everywhere. Even in the darkness of hell, your mercy shines, for you do not punish the damned as much as they deserve. They're, they're governors, and that's all you can do. But you know what I what I always tell people when you do when you are in that position, make sure you don't forget who put you in that position. It was the Lord that put you there, and the Lord can take you down. So always remember that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all we, all, we're all going to stand before the Lord. What did we do with the things that we had? You know, did we squander, did we walk in fear? I'm not saying that the grass, there's a lot of ways. I, I worked in the corporate world for 10 years. I worked in the healthcare setting for 10 years. And I had to work uh, just while I was ministering. I had, to, I had to be diplomatic with everybody, but I wasn't ashamed of my faith. I put a Bible on my desk. Uh, you know, I put scriptures on my cubicle. Uh, when I had my office, I, I, I had scriptures in my office. Doesn't matter what religion I was dealing with, they knew who I was. If they asked me what I believed, they looked where I stand, but I respect your choices. You know, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to be beating you over the head with what I believe. You tempered your justice with mercy. In mercy, you cleansed us in the blood. In mercy, you kept company with your creatures. Oh, mad lover, it was not enough for you to take on our humanity. You had to die as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Is that the end? I don't know, but we'll, I'll, I'll, give, I'll leave you with this. I see your mercy pressing you 
to give us even more when you leave yourself with us as food to strengthen our weakness so that we forgetful fools, yeah, that's us, should be forever reminded of your goodness. Every day you give us this food, showing us yourself in the sacrament of the altar within the mystic body of Holy Church. And what has this done? Well, I'm sorry. And what has done this? Anyone? Anyone? Your mercy. Period. Oh, mercy. My heart is engulfed with the thought of you. For wherever I turn, my thoughts, I find nothing but mercy. Asterix, asterix, asterix. I love y'all. All right, let's go back to the streets, and uh, we'll be right back. Javine, Garuman. The young women covered their bodies and dressed like modest individuals according to the word of God. Nowadays, it's the popular... We'll be right back. Ay, 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 ay.
afraid to lift up his name? You're f You're afraid to confess Jesus? You're afraid to lift up his name? You're afraid to praise him even in Christmas season? That's the sad thing about America. Everybody's Christian, but nobody's bold enough to stand on street corners anymore. Nobody's bold enough to proclaim the gospel anymore. We assume that everybody's right with the Lord, but you don't have to look too far to realize that Memphis is messed up. You don't have to look too far. I don't care how many church people go to church or buildings there are. You don't have to look far. When you see single parent families on the rise, you know that something's not right. When you see 11 people shot dead over some guy that was preaching stuff in his music, then you know something's not right. When you see all your young people listening to music that's talking about gang violence and easy sex and drugs, then you know something's not right. Somebody wasn't teaching their kids something right. Something is wrong. And that means that there's a call for the Christians to be in ministry, to be ministers, not just churchgoers, but ministers. Anybody could sit in a pew. Anybody could go to church on Sunday. But God is looking for ministers, people that serve God in ministry, that are ready to raise up the broken. Wasn't that the anointing of Jesus that you claim is in your life? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. When last have you preached the gospel to the poor? I know you went to church, but when last did you preach the gospel to the poor? When last did you get out of your, your sofa and your couch and go down, to, go down to Cordea or go down to one of those areas and preach the gospel? When last? Not, not, not too, not too recent. And don't tell me that you, you gave a little, God bless you. Don't tell me that you gave a little, a little, little, uh, food to the homeless once a year. When God raises rain on the just and on the unjust alike and provide for you every single day. What's going on, people? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. There's a lot of witnesses here. Amen. But I want to make it very clear to you. I don't want your money. What God wants is your heart. Amen. Amen. I'm not one of those preachers that, that wants your money. I, I don't need your money. God has provided for me already. But one thing I want from you, I want you to get on your feet and start preaching the word. Get on the streets. Do something for Jesus before it's too late. Amen. Save somebody from hell. Save somebody. The old church system is not enough. It's not enough. It's not doing the job. The pastors are getting lazy. They're, they're, they're making themselves fat. Very fat. Off of everything, but they're not serving the Lord. They're not doing the work of an evangelist. That's why we're here. We're raising up people. People. People that want to serve. Hmm. Work of an evangelist. That's why we're here. 
rising up. People, people, people that want to serve the Lord. Calling out to the faithful, to the remnant. Because I know that when we stand together, just like Martin Luther King did, brought the people together and they stood together, we can do great and mighty things okay. in this community. This is the next revolution. This is the next... Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Too hard. I'm sorry. Chew. Lighter. Lighter. Chew. Chew. It's like Say cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you like listening to this? You want to listen to music or something else? Are you okay? I'm okay. Okay. Fist of Fury with Bruce Lee. Remember that one? Remember they put a sign outside that says, no dogs or Chinamen allowed? Yeah, what's that saying? I don't know. What do you think? And make a change in Memphis. To make a change and stop being afraid. I remember when the people of the civil rights, they were standing up. Many of them got sprayed by fire hoses, shot by rubber bullets, beaten by bats and had dogs chase them down the road. All of those things that you can look back on YouTube and you can see all the, the hurts and the pains that people went through just to see their community have civil rights. Well, how about now? How about now? When we see our kids being sold to the devil through this ungodly, wicked trap music. Wicked trap music. Wicked, ungodly, wicked trap music. Trapping them in the pits of hell. Trapping them in a culture that had its origins in hell. Trap music. Where's that coming from? The trap houses? And you want to glorify the trap culture? Pushing dope, pushing crack, crack fiends and prostitutes and pimping? 
And you have a whole music out of that? And you got all the young kids gravitating to that? And you're letting your little kids go along with that? And that's what your kids are looking for? There's no fathers to be found? So their only fathers are these hip-hop icons and half of them now are gay? Gay hip-hop trap artists? Pushing the gun? And everybody wants to be a trap person?
always hiring. He's always looking for an ambassador. He's always looking for a preacher, an evangelist, a pastor, a prophet. He's looking and he's searching. Who will go for me? All God is waiting for is someone to say, here I am. Use me, Lord. Here I am. There's a song for that. Some of you are wasting your life not realizing that you're going to stand before God. You will stand before God. One day, money, don't let money take your soul. Hello. Don't let money strip you of your purpose with God. Don't let money, you can't bring these, what is this, $5, $10? Look at it, read it. What does it say? Legal tender for, am I reading your mind or are you reading mine? All debts, both public and, you owe me something. You owe, you owe me, didn't you know? You owe who? Who do we owe? I don't know. In God we trust, don't we? No. One dollars, what can this do? It can buy me a Big Mac, it can, but, but when I die, I can't take any of that with me. Money is not meant to be chased after like, like some kind of idol. We use money for purposes, but money shouldn't be using us for its purposes. Uh, I am money. Yeah, figure that one out. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And evil never satisfies. What do you do when you take evil and you scramble it? You get vile. Vile, get it? <laughs> know that God, when you're doing his business, he will always provide for you. I never asked for a dollar, and yet dollars are here. I never asked for a penny, and pennies are there. When you serve the Lord, he will take care of you. As long as you're in his will, he will provide for you according to his riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus. A vial of what? A cordial? A cordial of what? Cherry cordial with chocolate? Yes, please. You're working too hard. So sweet, though. Too sweet. I will take chocolate anytime. And coffee. But Jesus said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You think that God won't provide for you? If he provides for the lilies of the field, if he provides for the ravens that fly about, don't you think he can't provide for you? Now, some of you say, well, you know what? This is going to sound crazy. But do you know if you look around here, you see all these trees? Do you know that food right in front of you? You see those leaves? A lot of those leaves you can eat? You don't need to buy the lettuce at the grocery store. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but it's not. Maple leaves are good to eat. I've ate them. You wash them and you put some salad dressing. Canada, Trudeau. They taste better than, better than uh, lettuce. Lettuce tastes so dry. The maple leaves have flavor. It's about time, don't you think? So much herbs and things on the land that if things really got really down and out, there's food right there. But you know what? God always puts it in the hearts of others to provide. You'll never be alone. You'll never be unfed. The Bible says, David said, I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You won't have to be a beggar in the hands of God when you trust in Him. He will provide for you. 
provide for you. But some of us don't believe in God, and that's why we miss our blessing. And then when we end up taking matters into our own hands, we pick up the gun, and we think we got to rob and kill people for money. Mm -hmm. But then we're left with a curse on our lives. We end up thinking that, well, God can't provide. Do we have a Slim Shady in the house, Rob? Hey, Schneider, what's up? I love your film. Deuce Bigelow, when are you going to come out with the third one? Just asking. For me, and God can't do it for me, so we end up going down into the strip club and we become strippers. Only to find ourselves broken and unloved. Children with no fathers. Then we have more guilt and shame to the point we get ourselves filled with drugs and alcohol than suicidal thoughts and we end our lives. What benefit was that? It would have been better to, to go a day without eating but to have peace. It would have been better to go a day without eating than to have regret. It would have been a, better to have a day without eating but to have joy in your and a smile because you don't have any guilt and shame inside your life. Yes, you might not be that rich, but you have peace. You might not have a Bentley or a Mercedes, but you got your feet, you got your integrity, you got your mind. You never broke trust with your friends or your neighbors. You got peace with everybody. And when you're good with your neighbors, listen, they will take you in in your time of calamity and trouble. This goes to show you God has a way to provide. You don't need to go about it the wrong way. You just need to trust in the hand of the Lord. Some of us chase the almighty dollar. We put down our Bible instead and we go work these very long hours. And what for? What for? You work all these long hours, you got no time with your kids. No time for your family. Your family has no parents. Your TV raises up your kids. Your kids end up going into the wrong crowd. Oh, but you're making all this money. You bought a house for them, but they have no home. You bought a house, but they have no home. You're providing them for them as a parent, but you're not being the mother or father that they need. You're giving them food to eat, but they got no relationships at the table. Walk with fear because I have Jesus. 
I don't walk with fear because I have Jesus. And I know that I can do all things and I can overcome all things because I have Jesus. So I'm calling out to anybody, whether you're sitting in your car. I know there's many listening. I know there's a lot of people struggling in Memphis. A lot of people struggling. And I'm here to tell you today, Jesus said, come unto me, all of you, that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Come unto me. And I'm not talking about... Oh, well, I already know Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. You know that there's something wrong with your walk with the Lord. And I'm not here to persuade you as per se or take you by the throat and say, come to Jesus. You got to know in your own life that something is wrong, but I need Jesus. If that's you today, whoever you are, this is time to get right with the Lord by making the change that you need to make and surrender all. I'm going to pass it over to Brother Jeff and he's going to say a few words and let a few other preachers preach. Praise the Lord. Come, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, as we drove by here, we passed by the, the house of Elvis Presley is somewhere around here. And this boulevard is even named Elvis Presley Boulevard. And I, I, I've seen throughout Memphis so many people that claim to know Jesus. And, and it just reminds me of Elvis. I've listened to some of Elvis's gospel music that he made and it, it edified me. And I, I could tell that just through listening to the music that he had the spirit of God within him at some point in his life, that he walked with the Lord at some point in his life. And I don't know where he got off track, but his life ended tragically. He ended up overdosing on drugs, and it was clear by the way that his life ended that he was no longer walking with the Lord. But I don't, I don't know his life, but there was something within him that was too prideful to turn back and... and run back to God and Brother, he probably justified wanna, in his mind as he got further and further away from the Lord he probably justified and felt like he was right with God and I think the same thing applies to a lot of Make people sure here in Memphis there, okay? you were raised in the church Make sure you were raised like to that. know God you probably walked with the Lord at one point in your life but now based on your lifestyle based on your heart you're no longer walking with him but you, you justify it in your head Jesus said they would honor him with, with their lips, but their hearts would be far from him. I think there's a lot of people here in Memphis, just like Elvis, they honored him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. I want you to know your, your pride can keep you away from God. Your, your sense of self-righteousness can keep you away from God. Jesus told the story of the two, the two men as they went to pray. One of them was a Pharisee and one was a... Right, I'm sorry, I can't do this.